0: Today, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back
1: and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au
0: T's and C's apply New South Wales, authorisation number tp slash 01005.
2: On the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. This is Adam Scott. Expect anything different?
3: Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In
0: your life have you seen anything like that?
2: Welcome to the clubhouse. Yeah, we're back. Welcome back to the Clubhouse. Great to have your company talking all things golf on an unbelievable period for Australian golf Mm. right now. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here. We're smack bang in the middle of the uh, Match Play Championships. Marco Jason Day's had a win last week. And as I welcome you, Mark Allen, to the program, if you're going up the 18th and you've got a chance to shoot a 58, Mm. there's one thing you don't do. And that's triple
0: bogey. <laughs> yep, uh, he actually had a chance to shoot fifty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> if, he birdied, if he birdied the hole, now we're talking about a kid called Tim Hart. Now yep. we're going to hear from Tim Hart later in yes. the program. Put it in perspective. Great.
2: Tell people what we're talking
0: about. Well, it was the uh, Queensland PGA, which is a terrific tournament. If you want, you know, your first win somewhere, mm-hmm. Queensland PGA, Vic PGA, New South Wales Opens, West Australian mm-hmm. Opens—they're ideal. Good fields. Got to shoot a decent score. This kid hit off real early on Sunday. Nowhere near it. Three under on the front, nine. Everything's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm making a bit of, you know, my my $600 check looks like it's going to turn into an $800 check. Then he eagled 10. Then he birdied 11. Mm -hmm. Then he eagled 12. (laughs) Oh, no. Then he went birdie, birdie, par, birdie, birdie to be nine under. Through eight holes on the back nine, 12 (laughs) under for the day, 15 under for the tournament, with one hole to play. Tough hole. Yep. Into the wind.
2: So he's on 54.
0: He's on 54. If he makes a birdie on the last, he shoots 57.
2: And all form points that he is.
0: (laughs) Hits it out of bounds and makes a triple. (laughs) Loses in the playoff. No. He did. (laughs) He did. Now ordinarily you wouldn't want to talk to somebody after that situation yep. for about 3 months
2: no you would be flat
0: tim hart took the call did he and was awesome yep. so so you chatted to him during the week yeah you're going to hear speeds, from him so. you're going to hear from him a little yep. bit later he's a good he's a good sport what an unbelievable amazing story. round yeah
2: and good on him for chatting i like it yeah, I like found, it. The positive, yeah.
0: found the positive found the obviously there's a negative but found the positive and then Kleiney. Kleine from Germany won. Yeah. Yeah. The mate. only non-Australian or New Zealander in the whole field. An old Klein dog got up and won in the playoff. Bertie the first hole in the playoff.
2: You ever sat on the 18th tee, Marco, looking at an unbelievable round and then no. just choked?
0: I've never been to 12 under par before uh. in a round, even a, even the social round. I've been to 10 under par in a social round, yep. but never even close to 12 mm. on seven. I was, you're standing on the 18th tee. Yeah.
2: And you're twelve Fif- under.
0: You're fifty four shots. Yep, you're fifty four shots. <laughs> <standing> <laughs> I think the, the closest
2: ever goal. I think I was on forty two points once going up yeah, yeah. the eighteenth. Like, I think, oh, this could be good. This and could then, be good. Uh, just wiped it. <laughs> it's an amazing <laughs> no score, mate. It's
0: yeah. amazing to keep it going. You know, the, the, I've had some good runs. Just like just messing around. Yeah. When I used to play at Huntingdale, mm-hmm. I remember once I was sixteen years old and I triple bogeyed the first hole. Yeah. Tripled it. <laughs> I made the turn three under. No, made the turn four under. I so birdied uh, seven in a row. So then I had. Uh, the tenth hole, which is a little short, par five, downwind. Downwind. Yep. So it's like a driver and a six iron par. So I'm going to make eight birdies in a row. Yep. I'm going to be five under through ten after tripling the first and hit a big snap hook. Yeah. There Just just another one. <laughs> just ah. another snap. The snap hook seems to follow me wherever I go. Yeah. What a bugger. Out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't believe
2: we've gone four minutes into the show and we haven't talked about Jason Day because he is the talk of Australian golf at yep. the moment. A yep. um, little bit, bit of a back injury is worrying heading into the Masters. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll we keep saw an that, eye on that.
0: That popped up in the first match that he played yep. this week uh, in Austin. Yep. And I love the way they're doing This is the second year in a row now that they have the match play. So they 16 groups of four, yes. 16 pools. So what this does, it means that the guy from Europe doesn't have to travel over, and anything can happen in match play. I mean, you can shoot 63, yep. but the bloke you're playing against shoots 62, mm-hmm. and you're out of there Let's the first day. It. So what this does, uh, the 16 groups of four, they play three-round robin matches. Mm-hmm. So Thursday, Friday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's all done. Then they have 18-hole quarterfinals, yep. semifinals on Saturday, then they have the 36-hole final. It's a lot of golf, mate. It is. It is an enormous, enormous amount of golf. But if you get to the weekend, uh, you know, playing 72 holes on Saturday and Sunday, you're probably not going to play 72 in match play. You, you, let's say you play 60 holes. And
2: these good golfers, as we talked about last yeah. week, are going to have a week off before the Masters anyway. Yeah, so. that's
0: right. That's right. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll have the week off then. We're, we're about two weeks away. So, yep. yeah. So, have the, so, match play this week, most of them will have the week off. Mm-hmm. Then there's a uh, tournament, uh, I think it's in Houston, I think. I'm guessing now, but uh, it's in the States somewhere. It's a US tour, of course it is. Yep. And then they'll get to um, Augusta as well. But uh, normally the tournament that was there, um, they have the same grass um, and try and have the same uh, rough and grass size right. as Augusta. Mm-hmm. So it's very clever by them because Smart. it's a warm-up. You know, it's almost a, get the big names. It's a practice round for yep. next week. So they do try and do that. The week before the Masters, but anyway, um, it, I love the Match Play Championship. Yeah. I really do. It's I good. think I think it is fantastic. And you know, when Jason won a couple of years ago against Victor Dubuisson, it was a mm-hmm. fantastic final. And you remember Victor getting up and down from yes, the cactus? That's right. He ended up getting cactuses put on the back of his sandines after that. Really? Yeah, he's now got cactus on the back of his sandines. Good on him. I that's like what that. he does. Yeah, old Victor. So you're the sort of guy who would love his initials on your sand wedges, like the pros. They all get their initials.
2: Well, I've been researching how to get my name on my golf bag, sort of Ari Gold style.
0: Ari Gold, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In America, you can do it. Normally, in in this country, Jules, you need to know about this. In this country, when you turn pro that's when yeah. you get your name on the bag. Nah,
2: well, I'm never going to do that. So. You're not doing that
0: anytime soon. I don't think. How's your golf, by the way? Because no, you've, you've been steadily coming down. You're yeah. almost down to single figures.
2: No, I'm at nine at the moment. Yeah. But uh, I haven't played for a couple of weeks. Been busy with work with a footy season about to kick off, Marcos. you so. know if
0: you putted it as well as Jason Day, yeah. you'd probably be off scratch? Yeah. No, I'm serious. If you putted the way Jason Day putts, yeah. I mean, he's you know he's one of the... Top five is always, at the moment, he's in the top five putters on that U.S. tour. And I've been saying for most of the week, the more I think about what's happening with his game, Mm -hmm. the more that putting is flowing through the whole bag because he won last week by chipping it really close. And I think in those situations where your hands are a little bit shaky, you're under pressure, you're not hitting the ball well off the tee, um, that leads to not hitting as many greens as you'd like. So if you're a little bit, if you're a little bit suspect with the putter, or with the chipper, you get found out on the last day mm. if you're a little bit off. Yeah, that's where Tiger Woods was a little bit off quite often. That's right. and would keep on winning. Jason Day did a Tiger Woods at Arnold Palmer's he event. Did. He didn't hit the ball particularly well on Saturday or Sunday, yep. but he chipped it so close. And you know I've been watching him for a long time. His chipping's always been reasonable, but he'd never really stiffed his chips. But I've just got in the back of my mind that now that he knows he can't really miss from three or four feet, or at least he feels like he's putting these beautiful strokes yep. on just three, four, five-foot parts, yep. that just takes the pressure off the chipping mm. because he knows he doesn't have to hit it stiff. He knows he can almost hit an average chip. It doesn't matter. He's still going to get up and down. Yep. And then because he knows he's chipping it well, then that flows back to the irons. You know, there's not so much pressure on him to actually... Knock yep. it on the green because yep. he knows he's going to chip it reasonably close, and even if he doesn't, he's going to knock in the five footer. Mm-hmm. So it's just flowed through his game. He's um he's got a little bit to work on with the with the with the hitting because you can't hit it like the way you hit the ball the yeah. last day. You can't hit it like that at Augusta no. on the last day and get away with it. Yep. Um, and he needs to look after that back as well. So mm. there's a little bit of conditioning to do, yep. but. All, right. all signs pointing to Augusta for this kid. Well,
2: let's talk about the win. Uh, wire to wire, led every round. it's yeah, um, hard to do. Just ground out the win, as you said, on the Saturday and Sunday. Didn't play his best golf mm. um, and managed to drop Tiger Woods' name probably 60 times throughout the weekend. Yeah, he uh, did.
0: <laughs> he's uh, Apparently he's Tiger's t- friend. <laughs> apparently his mates And, him, and it, he's
2: texting him a little bit. He's texting him a lot. <laughs> I liked it. I That's liked good.
0: It. Now, look, uh, you know what? Um, if he wasn't, do you know tiger woods for most of his career didn't say anything yeah like we'd ask you know mm-hmm. the media would ask what are you working on he'd say sometimes he'd say it's a secret and he got canned yep. all the time now i i know what you're saying because you know it's it is funny when people yeah. are dropping names but i tell you what it's great it's great cool. that he's telling us stuff.
2: What about last week when he was talking about Jordan Spieth? We talked about it on this show, yeah. about how he might be playing too much golf, and he's worried yeah. about him. I know, it's great. I, I like it. I
0: love what he's doing in yeah. front of the microphone at the moment. I yeah. mean, he's really lifted. He's lifted. Mm. Um, and, you know, we can take the mickey, Yeah, but let's not... Let's, let's, let's leave him be a little Let's bit. square it up a bit. Yes. And, you know, the fact that he's talking about Tiger helping him, um, you know, what's, what he's eating, what he's doing, what yeah. he's working on. That's just, it's just golden in yep. this, you know, age where Tiger didn't tell us a thing. Yep. Nick Feldo didn't tell us a thing. You know, the shark was good. He came out and spoke and gave you a story mm-hmm. and he got slagged off for talking. Yeah. You know, his whole career. <laughs> Said there too much, you know, he was a hero, but he was just trying to spread the word. So um, well, Jason, uh, two weeks in a row, he's really opened up in front of the microphones before the tournament, during the tournament, after the tournament, and I just think it's fantastic for the game. Absolutely, absolutely. We, know, we understand how his head's working?
2: Well, it's a good to get an insight into yeah, a it is. Uh, professional it is. sportsman. It is
0: because you know these days with the advancement in coaching, we know what he's doing. We know we can see what he's yeah. working on. I mean, we all know, mm-hmm. you know, what, what he's doing and um, everything else. Yeah, this week was really interesting. I've been really critical of Jason. Really critical in the past That he's just trying to hit the ball too hard Yep This week he came out and said That's why he drives it so well Because he hits it so hard
2: <laughs> So he goes, you see the 340 metre drive he hit Yeah On uh, what was it Thursday One of the holes Yeah, yeah. Just ridiculous
0: Yeah, yeah He is he, bombing it <laughs> mm. And you know Two years ago When he was faltering down the Last couple of holes at Augusta Mate the, the the shaft was bouncing off the back of his neck He was hitting it so hard And the ball was going right So in his mind He hits it hard. That's how he hits his driver the best. Flies in the face of 190 years of golf Mm -hmm. teaching. So, again, that's interesting to watch. We'll be watching that. We'll be watching him down the last few holes at Augusta and seeing whether that shaft's bouncing off the back of his neck and see whether under that sort of heat, um, what he's telling us works for him, works under the pressure cooker of that green jacket. So all, all that is great. It's fantastic to listen to, fantastic to watch. And now the story's told, and we all know what to look for in it's, a couple of weeks' time. It's
2: exciting for Australian golf at the moment, Marco, as we go into the, I don't think we've ever been this pumped up, I reckon, no, as a media industry, as a sporting media industry, about the Masters with Scott and Day, and Leishman's Leishman, playing some really good golf too. in the background too.
0: as well. You're spot on.
2: So you've got Scott. I mean, Scott didn't play poorly at the Arnold Palmer. I mean, he had no, a couple yeah. of One double, bad a round, double bogey and a yeah. triple bogey, I reckon, which cost him. He finished about 12th or something. Yeah, and he would have team. been top five without those. That, yep. I think he hit in the water twice. So, you That's know, all right. Yeah. That's he's, okay. He's
0: playing good golf. Though. That, that is okay. Yeah, he's putting well. Yep. That's the key. So, um, you know, there's no reason. He's a good putter. There's no reason that he can't putt well at Augusta. Mm. There's none. Not at the moment. Yep. So, um, if he's confident, I mean, literally everyone putts. A little bit suspect at Augusta they've got to be they've all got to be so careful yep. you can only go at so many putts so he knows that and if um, he takes that in with his experience you know with uh, Stevie Williams on the bag he's won a few times with tiger there mm-hmm. so Stevie knows which putts to attack and which yep. ones to nurse down knows the next to the hole and knows where to hit it so you know the, the only time the only time he should be caught out is if he's going for a putt that he shouldn't be going for if he's, you know, if he's attacking a putt that he should be de- playing defensively, he'll get caught out. But th- that's normally what the desperate putters do. The guys who are desperate, yeah. they're the ones they attack because they've got to hold something, mm-hmm. and then they end up stuffing the whole lot up. Anyway, so he's hit the ball beautifully. Leishman, you know, he didn't play so well last week, but he's ready to go. Ryan Ruffles missed the cut. He just, Disappointing. It's his just. third start this week, and then. Went to the Puerto Rico Monday qualifying and missed that qualifying. Uh, he and missed he the a cut, p-
2: lost in a playoff, I reckon.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He was two under with three to play, uh, cut wise, and yeah. made a double bogey and a bogey and a par yeah. in his last three holes, ended a missing by a shot. So that was really disappointing mm-hmm. for him. And then to miss the. Uh, but look, he, he reckons he's not far away as well, Ryan yeah. Ruffles. I think he's turned 18. I think he must have. Yeah. 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 So he's turned 18, or he's about to turn 18. He's
2: close. He's close to that uh, yeah.
0: making a couple of cuts. Yeah. You know, All he needs, he needs a top 10. Yeah. And then they'll go, oh, there's the 18 year old whiz kid from down under. And that'll translate into some more starts yeah. for him.
2: Probably thrives on that confidence too, I reckon. Which yeah. Would be good. Yeah. Would yeah. Be good. Hey, yeah. Sorry. Two shots. Two from shots, Jason Day, yeah, in his game at the Arnold Palmer. I want yeah. to get a masterclass early off your next. Yeah, right. Eh? The bunker shot on eighteen. Yeah, beautiful. The last round, forty metres And the low shot. punch he hit under the tree branch. Yeah, which went dead straight and ended up about fifteen feet from the green. I no worries. Ask Let's you do about it. Both of them right after this. Let's do it. In your life, have you seen anything like that?
0: You're listening
2: to the Clubhouse. You certainly are. Across Australia, wherever you might be listening, welcome back to the Clubhouse. My name's Julian Bayard. Mark Allen is in the studio as well. He's the best teacher of golf on radio. And we said before the ad break that we were yeah. going to get an early masterclass. Because we only save this for the end of the program. So are we doubling up.
0: Are we still going to have one end? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. right, but
2: I want to ask about two specific shots from yeah. Jason Day, which yep. were just remarkable. Firstly, I want to talk about the low punch. He- I reckon it was in his first round. Uh, he was what, Miles know, away. 150, 160 metres out, yep. under a tree, yep. couldn't hit, get any elevation yep. on the shot had to hit a punch through a gap of two bunkers onto the green yep. and get it to stop, and he hit it dead Perfect. straight. Yeah. How does how do you play that low shot? Because quite often I find myself in yep. the trees, yep. need to hit a low shot to get under the branches. It right. either goes right or left. How do you get it to go dead yep.
0: straight? There are two things that make the ball go low. Uh, one is the loft of the club at impact, mm-hmm. uh, and the other one is the club lagging behind the hands. You've got to have a bit of both. You've got to have a bit of both. Uh, and when the club lags behind the hands early in the downswing, that ends up creating less loft at, at impact. So it's a bit of both. But the other one that makes it easier to do as well is to actually put the ball back in the stance. But when you put the ball back in the stance, if you have a square stance, then because the ball's back, the club ends up coming more from the inside compared to when the ball is up the front of your stance when you're hitting a normal shot. Yep. So what you do to offset it, so you hit that low, dead, straight shot, which is the one that you're talking about, which is hard to hit. Yes. You actually put the ball back in the stance and open your entire stance. So not just your feet. Right. You've got to open up the shoulders, your hips, yeah? your feet, the whole lot, your knees, absolutely everything. So you put the ball back in the stance, you open everything up, and then you put your hands forward at address. Then you've got to imagine... That where your hands are forward at, of the ball at address, got, you've got to try and get them even more forward at impact, and that creates the lag. And the only way you can do that is to have a very light grip, or you know, a moderately mm-hmm. light grip, and a shorter swing. So you know, generally speaking, when you use all of those techniques together, um, you, you're not going to get a four iron in the air. A, fi- a five iron might battle to actually stay above the grass. Normally, the low shot, when it's played like that, yep. He's done with a six-iron, five-iron right, perhaps, okay. five iron perhaps mm-hmm. if you're trying to put a little bit of cut on the ball because, like I said, if you open the stance, put the ball back, set your hands forward at address, and then lag on the way down and have the hands even further forward at impact, you've de lofted your five-iron mm-hmm. um, by a mile. Yeah. I think a five-iron, look, my memory's got about 28 degrees, something like that, 30 degrees, something around that. So if the hand's you know, a long way forward, you're turning that five-iron into something that's only got five degrees loft. So it's going to come out real low. The other thing you want to happen in that situation is you want a lot of backspin because the backspin keeps the ball hovering for a long time. You just want to hit a low shot that dips. You want to hit a low shot that absolutely glides. Mm -hmm. You want that low glider. And that's exactly what Jason did. The other thing, too, when you hit the low shot from the rough, uh, when you put the ball a long way back in the stance, you... By coming down pretty sharp on the ball, you eliminate as much grass as you possibly can between the club head and the actual ball, yep. which is important too. If you had the ball in the middle of the stance and tried to low shot, generally speaking, the club comes in low and you're collecting all that grass before impact. Yep. And that kind of gets rid of a lot so- of the... Um, Control that you might have had.
2: I think the fascinating thing about that, Marco, was mm-hmm. that a lot of people probably try and hit their low shots and think I've got to hit a three or a four iron. Yeah, don't do that. But if you're saying you're closing off the angle and yeah. the the club face is going to be a lot more closed, then uh, you're going to be putting yeah. that low angle on the club and it's going to go straight back into the ground. Is that what you? Yeah, do yeah, yeah, don't
0: do that. Yeah, don't do that. The three iron, quite often, if you hit the three iron and don't put it back. Well, if you put a three iron back, then it doesn't get in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you hit a three iron, it doesn't get. You don't get the low glider. Yep. You want the low glider. That's that's the real key. Right. I mean, three irons go low anyway. You don't have to do too no. much to it. You just have to short your swing up, really, yep. and the three iron will go low. But if you want that low gliding, skipping uh, on the first step and then mm-hmm. running straight, then you've got to open up the stance, put the ball back, and all the rest of the stuff. There you go. It's too so easy. To now the, the long bunker shot.
2: How about this shot? So he's got water behind him. Yep. There's pressure on him to get up and down to yep. win the tournament. Yep. He's 40 he meters away. He knows all of this. Yep. Uh, the pin is at the back of the green. Yep. There's no green behind him to work with. He's got yep. a fair bit in front of himself. But Water in the background. Has to carry it to get up there and then feed it down to the yeah. hole. Now, the Tell shot- us about the-,
0: <clears throat> the shot he played was amazing. Now, the long bunker shot with control, the one that he hit, can only be done from a perfect lie. So if you get into a bunker and you've got anything but a perfect lie, then it's a bad lie. And I'm sorry, but from the bad lie... Um, you're pretty much hitting and hoping. And yeah. if you're 40 metres away, I would suggest that most amateurs use the pitching wedge and try and explode a pitching wedge and let the ball run yeah. to the hole from a bad lie. From a good lie, you can be a little bit more adventurous. Now, from a perfect line, Jason had a perfect lie for a 40 metre. It was slightly on the downslope. Nobody had stepped near his ball all day. The the, the sand looked firm. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely perfect for this low shot. And what he did, uh, and what most Good players do when you're trying to hit a long bunker shot with a lob wedge, um, you take the club away, you don't pick it up, you take the club away low. So the lower you take the club away, the flatter the ball will come out. But his shot was incredible because um, he had to land it, I don't know, 25 feet short and 12 feet left. And then the ball spun and bounced Mm -hmm. off the side of the hill and then broke all the way down to the hole to to what was it 3 or 4 feet. Yeah. So the control was significant and you know we we're all applauding him but from that lie it was very possible but when you need to get up and down to win on the US tour <laughs> and you got the whole world cheering against you because you know you got a, yep. a grandstand full of Americans yes. what he did was really really impressive but from a perfect lie in a 40 meter bunker shot Mm -hmm. just take the club away nice and low instead of trying to pick it up with the hands take the club away low and then you're still slipping the club underneath the ball Um, if it's a bad lie and let's face it not many amateurs know how to rake a bunker that's what it seems like anyway Um, (laughs) if you've got the bad lie then don't use your lob wedge use your 54 or a pitching wedge and still hit an explosion shot but the ball will run for yeah, you yeah cool. it'll run for you and you'll develop some control with the tiniest bit of practice doing that yeah there you go Master too easy mate. times too early too easy. No, hey, i like it did you oh. see
2: the other way to get out of a bunker by india's uh, rashid khan this he week? putted one putted one out of the, yeah, bunker on the european I, tour mate, and, you've been uh, watching got up and down he got
0: up and down <laughs> yeah that's right they, they went back to him it's funny you know you don't see it too often um there's no real reason for him to putt i didn't think either no
2: it didn't look that I mean, there wasn't much green to work with.
0: And I, I can tell you this. No pro <laughs> worth his salt is practicing the putt out of a bunker. No. <laughs> Nobody is doing that. You know, in the practice rounds, no one's hitting the putt out of a bunker. Your, you're not getting
2: your putter down and no going, right. chucking a few balls because in the Because the
0: other people would throw golf clubs at you yeah. <laughs> if you were putting out of the bunkers. You would be held down. They would throw bananas at you. They would go crazy yep. if you were practicing your putting out of the bunkers. Mm-hmm. So that made it even more impressive than me. Yep. And the That's fact that not, not much the, of a lip on the bunker. The, was fact that? <laughs> the, the fact that the TV cameras caught it was yeah. an absolute ripper. Yeah. But then he gets up and down. It's brilliant. You can be done. You know, some of the country courses, some of the country courses yeah. in regional Australia, they um, mightn't have had the biggest budgets going around, and their bunkers. Let's just say they didn't dig too deep. <laughs> so some of these little shallow bunkers, it's probably possible yep. in some of the the regional courses, but, you know... Uh I wouldn't advise you to start practicing putting no. from traps anytime soon.
2: <laughs> and just go down to the local range and get down no, to the the like local range, people would throw stuff at you. <laughs> get the putter out. Yeah,
0: they'd throw your packet uh, of chips at you or they'd do something. Yeah. You can't start practicing putting from the traps. Yeah. Pretty impressive, though, to get up and down in the European tour. It no, it was good. good. It and was it's good. A good
2: vision. If you haven't checked it out, jump on one of the golf websites that's on there Golf yeah. Channel or Golf. That Link. course
0: didn't look too bad, the course the Indian Ocean no, was, was played on. It was good. It didn't look too bad. Yeah. It's pretty handy that European tour when they yeah. go through the subcontinent yep. and the Abra- Arab well, They play on the Nations. best courses through there. So, <laughs> oh, I've been there. That's not the best course. It, no. looked, good, it looked a lot better on TV yeah, than it actually right. is. Okay. I went to. I've played a couple of courses in India, mate. My God. Yeah. I'm never going back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm never going back. <laughs> I'm not taking a tour to no. tour of the Indian golf courses anytime soon, well, Jules. Well, it's
2: not huge over there, golf. No, it's
0: not uh, huge. It? But I tell you what, they got a lot of good players, though. Yeah, They're coming through, are Lahiri yeah. and mate, they got some guns. Yeah. They've got um, um Arjun well. I mean, he came. He played. He was playing college golf with me a long time ago. He's, he, he's, he's another one who calls Tiger his friend. Oh, yeah. you know, a little <laughs> bit, probably a little bit too often. Mates, Tiger. For our, for our. <laughs> style, <laughs> down this part of the world, but um, yeah, I saw him last week as well, so yep. a lot of good Indian players.
2: Before we get to a break, Marco, I want to talk about, well, Jason Day's up to number two, but yep. the number uh, one, and now number three in the world, uh, Rory and, uh, and, and Jordan. Jordan, Rory McIlroy, six double bogeys last week, but yeah. lots and lots of birdies, but said he wasn't too unhappy with the way he played, uh, just because of the amount of birdies he was shooting, but he just has to eliminate those double bogeys before yeah. the Masters. It looks
0: like he needs a rest to me, yeah. Rosa. Looks like he needs a rest. So we'll see what happens. He's been playing a lot of golf. He played right through the Emirates, uh, played back Mm. and forth in the States. He needs a rest. So does Jordan. Yeah. Jordan needs a rest too. They both do. Well, We'll, we'll see what see. happens. We'll see what happens. They must know what they're doing. So. Our boys are one out, one back, mate. Don't worry about yeah, that. They're, they're going well. Good. They're They're going nice.
2: All right, after this, Tim Hart, the man who could have shot a 57, <laughs> ended up shooting, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> over could've, 60. No, could have shot, shot a 57, 57.
0: to win. Yeah, To win the tournament. Yep. So he's come in the last. If he makes a par, he shoots 58 and wins.
2: Queensland PGA Championship shot a triple bogey on the last hole to lose in a playoff yeah. after having a chance to shoot and a And shoot 61. You chatted to him during the week. We'll hear from that next. He's a good man. In your life have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Yeah, you certainly are. This is The Clubhouse. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you. Great to have your company right across Australia. Marco it could be just about my favourite golf story of the year so far. It is. my favourite story, but it's great. Queensland way, it's kid. Great. Oh, it is great. Yeah. It's
0: great that he spoke about it. Yeah. We've been talking about it. Uh, if you've missed uh, if you just jumped in the car, uh, a kid playing in the Queensland PGA Championship Coming in the last hole, if he pars the hole, he shoots fifty-eight and wins. Yes. If he bogeys the hole, he shoots fifty-nine and wins. If he double bogeyed the hole, <laughs> oh, no. he shoots sixty and wins. And wins. Tim Hart made triple. <laughs> oh no, he was a good sport. Let's have a listen. But he's good, eh, Tim?
1: G'day, guys.
0: How are you going? Uh, we're going well, mate. We're feeling for you. We're feeling for you. Craig Spencer's here, the uh, the 99 Australian Masters champion, mate. We we both had a look at the back nine of that scorecard. We went through the scenarios, but I guess we've got to ask you, mate, what was what was going through your mind at around the 12th hole? You've made the second eagle on the back nine, you're eight under for the day, and probably pretty much in the lead. What, what were you thinking then?
1: Um, it was, yeah, I wasn't really thinking too much. Uh, my caddy and myself, um, we just yeah, there was, was a few easy holes um, coming up. So yeah, we sort of just try to stay in the moment, and he kept me very calm, just doing other things. But yeah, hit, hit a couple of good shots that um, that went in, and then uh, next thing I knew, I was uh, nine or ten under. So from that stage, I just tried to yeah, same thing, keep calm and and um, make a couple more birdies. So I did that up until about the seventeenth.
3: Timmy, did you start, when did you start doing the math on sub-60 round? Because it doesn't happen very often in Australian tour events. I don't even know if it's ever happened in 60, an Australian tour event. 60 is the lowest score. Okay. Ernie Ells and Paul Gow. Yes. Yeah, um, when did oh, you start doing the math, Timmy?
1: Um, probably on the 14th when I, I hauled an, uh, another birdie putt, and that, that was to get to, uh, to get to 10. Yes. Which was, uh, 16. And then I, I thought about it on the, the 15th tee, uh, 16's a, sh- a shortage par 4, and, and 17's a, I ended up hitting a driver wedge into the par 5, oh. so I was thinking, um, <laughs> I just looked at my caddy and he said, let's just, let's just make a couple more and, and, uh, and see what we can do here. So, yeah, probably on the 14th green, 15th tee.
3: Explain to us the eighteenth hole for our listeners, because obviously you know you've had a rough run down there, and we'll get to that in a minute. But is it a tricky hole? Is there trouble there? What what led to the cause of the um the the the, the difficult s- finish? The seven, yeah. Um, yeah,
1: it's it's not an easy hole. It's not an easy driving hole. Um, it was into the breeze quite heavily when I when I teed off. Um, it's, it's downhill. Plays about 400 meters. Um, there's a couple of bunkers down there too, um, in in very good positions. So, um, I was like, but I was just feeling very confident at the time. Didn't know the leaderboard standing. Uh, we didn't see a leaderboard all day. So, were
0: there uh, many leaderboards around? Because sometimes in those smaller events, there's you know there's a leaderboard at the clubhouse, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, that that was it. There was one at the clubhouse, and maybe in the last four or five groups, the guys had uh, just the hand leaderboards, but we didn't have any. Uh, I didn't see one all day, so, um, yeah, I was feeling very good with the driver. I hadn't really missed one um, all day, so um, for me, it was, uh, I've always hit a driver there down that hole, and, um, yeah, there's the out-of-bounds left, um, which I didn't, never seen the ball go go left there out-of-bounds, so...
0: Um, <laughs> you could have it, Tim you could have better lad you are good hey Tim before you keep going all right because you know very much that last hole is a story and you, mate you've taken this so well we you know everyone listening we're only going to wish you the best we're only going to wish yes. you the best but when you have a round going like you did and you're 12 under par for the day um, quite often it's very important that your playing partners are with the program And they're not talking to you or looking at you like something special is going on. How was your playing partner or playing partners as far as just doing the right thing by you so that you could keep that round ticking along?
1: Um, From what I've – they were great um, from my perspective. Um, Yeah, they didn't do anything wrong by me. I spoke to – Who were they? uh, Ben Eccles
0: and Taylor Cooper. I don't know Taylor, but Ben's a
2: ripper.
1: Yeah, he's a good, good guy, good lad. Yeah, he, I think he talked to my caddy. I think they were walking up the seven eighth and he said, yeah, I'm just going to stay out of his way right now. So that um, was good for him to say that to, the, to uh, my mate James Gibbere and caddy for me. And uh, Yeah, they, but they were really good. It was good.
3: Timmy, uh, then you've got to ante up for the playoff. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you're probably tired. You're probably mentally sort of all over the shop. You know, you're probably proud of yourself in some ways and disappointed in others. But um, how'd you go getting yourself up for the for the playoff?
1: Yeah, I had about uh, had about a 90 minute wait in the in the clubhouse. I had uh, a lot of people come up to me and you know congratulate and commiserate at the same time. So I was trying to just sit around and um, keep my mind off it, to be honest, and just yeah do whatever I could to not think about it. And then um, as soon as I heard of was a playoff, um, yeah, sh- straight back out. Did you get the routine?
3: Did you go and hit balls and stay loose and and pass yep. and sort of keep your mind occupied?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hit a hit a few balls in the nets and, and putted, and then uh, yeah, went back up and um, yeah, took driver again. So yep. it was by that stage the wind got even even um, yeah there was more wind. So um, yeah, just trusted the trusted the process and hit driver, but uh, unfortunately hitting the right tree and he he made a great birdie. So yeah.
0: <sighs> hey Tibby. Was, yeah. We're, we're all we, – I'm loving your attitude. And I'm loving the way you can talk so freely about it, Tim. So, I mean, I, I do. I, I want you to be a good player from this story. This story could yeah. actually propel you to be something. special. How's your golf been going so far? I mean, have you contended in a smaller tournament uh, somewhere along the line? How long have you been a pro? Where, where are you playing this year?
1: Um, I've been a pro for about four years now. Um, hmm. Yeah, I sort of haven't secured a, a full card on, the, on any tour. I've just been playing the Aussie stuff for three or four years. Um, so But, yeah, just the last six months, I've had a couple of good finishes, top five at New South Open, and, and I finished third, uh, big PGA, about a month ago. So, yeah, it's, it's getting up there. I've got a, a few good finishes, so I know the wind's not too far away. That's why I'm not too fussed about this one.
2: On him for having a chat, Marco. He's a gun. I love it. Obviously, good interview too pumps on the it as uh, well. Chasing mate. birdies as well with yourself and Craig Spencer. So.
0: 125 miles per hour clubhead speed with the driver. Yep. That is huge. Massive. Huge. Massive. So look out for the kid. Hopefully he starts playing well next year. Yep. And we've got the backstory Hopefully now.
2: Hopefully he can shoot 50 again. <laughs> 50
0: something. <laughs> Just would get be the nice. 50s again. Would be nice. Uh, well
2: played to Tim Hart and we appreciate him uh, yeah, having yeah. a chat with you and Craig. So, yeah, uh, that was, good. was terrific. Good after fun. this, Marco. We've already had a couple of masterclasses, right. but the proper masterclass. Mate, I've saved we the saved best the one. Best I've last. saved the best. We'll get to that right after this. Marco's Masterclass. Welcome back to the clubhouse right across Australia. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here. We do it all for the Mandalay Golf Course. It's Melbourne's newest golfing mm. experience in the north, uh, located just off the Hume Highway. Uh, clubmandalay.com.au. Green fees available seven days a week, just 20 nice. minutes up the road from Nice
0: one, from Jules. Airport. Yeah, it's good. Looks good too. It does. Well, you, and I, you and I are going to we play will. soon. We will. I played play play with soon. Dr. Turf. Did you? It's a great
2: track. Great track.
0: Uh, did turf? Did I hear turf had forty-seven points? Forty-seven points. points he forty-seven had. points at Commonwealth.
2: Yep. He's off nineteen. I the hell I'm so I'm going to call
0: the handicapper, mate. Yeah. I'm going to have a word it's to the handicapper about this situation, Doctor Turf. Nobody Come who on, has turf, been yeah. a member for that long <laughs> should be able to have forty-seven <laughs> points. What's he playing off? Twenty. I
2: think it's eighteen or twenty. Yeah, it's, well, it's high. Sure teens. He's broken eighty around yeah, it's Commonwealth. High teens. Then. Yep. Wow. So well done, Doc. Good on him.
0: Well done. Now, uh, everyone wants to get a driver. And they always have to get it fitted. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to get their irons, they always have to get it fitted. You know what's driving me crazy lately? What's that? Every amateur I play with, their putter is too long. Most putters come out at 35 inches long. Do you know why that is? Because it's much easier to chop a little bit off the top than it is to... uh, Yeah, add a little bit on. Mm-hmm. You know, grip off, chop, grip back on, done. But these days, with the amount of weight... That is available. You know, every all the beautiful new putters today—they send their weights in the bottom. Now it's very yeah. important when you have the right size putter that uh, you weight it up to where it, it still feels like it's pretty heavy. Some of these, you know, some of the best things that happen like the um, the putters that have weight in the grip, uh, the counterbalance putters, with that big fat long grip, you don't hold it at the top. You actually actually can hold it hold it all the way down to mm-hmm. the bottom. Yep. And the more people that I'm seeing, you come to me and I see them on the putting green holding these counterbalance putters that are about 38 inches long. Yeah. They're holding them right up the end. I'm going, what are you doing? <laughs> but it made me think that a lot of people with a normal putter, it, they're just they're too long. A 35-inch yeah. putter for most people. I have a 33-and-a-half-inch putter. Really? Yeah. So the, you your standard putter that you just pick up in a the shop, they're 35 inches. Yep. So mine's an inch. What it does when you have the right length putter, it, it sits your shoulders at an angle to where if you just rock your shoulders, yep. you don't move. And the putter goes up. Up and back. So it's so important to have the putter the right length. So when you bend over and your shoulders basically point at the ball, Mm -hmm. that's just let your arms hang, maybe have your triceps against your chest and let your arms hang. That's where the putter should be. That's where you should be holding the putter. For most people, that's around 33 inches. So it's two inches shorter for most people. But Every time I see they're holding it right at the top of a 35-inch putter, their shoulders are pointing way over the ball, mm. and because of that, they've got to manipulate with their hands to try and get a decent stroke going. So the masterclass today is, one, go get fitted for a putter yep. by somebody who knows what they're doing. Local pro. If you're under six foot, I guarantee that you shouldn't have a 35-inch putter. I guarantee it. And even even better, these guys walking around who are, who are just gripping down the putter don't do that. Get it fixed. That putter, you know, the ha- the putter grips have these shapes. Particularly, you know, like the um uh, uh, the old ping grip, uh, the pistol grip, it has this beautiful shape yeah. that just cups into your hand. I don't know how I don't even know how that is legal, <laughs> but it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, don't don't not use that. Yeah. So, get your putter. Fit. You don't have to go and get a new putter. No. Get your putter fitted. So, I'm telling you now, most people especially five foot tenors, Yep. your putter length should be about 33 and a half inches long. There you go. Yeah. I'm six foot and one half inch, and my putter is 33 and a half inches long. That's where my shoulders point to the ball. Just let my arms hang. No, I have to just go back and forth and it goes perfect. The stroke, a stroke. trap
2: for young players, Back trap for young a, players. The putter off the shelf. That's it. You, putter you off the shelf. They look your, good. In your head, you're not thinking, I need no. to get this one uh, no, altered. No, it's, it's just a putter. And, iron's in drive. you straight away going, I need to get this one. Got to get it done. But you Got to get the putter done. Get the putter done.
0: Get the putter done. Get the putter done. But if you do have a shorter putter, make sure you get it weighted up. So you're using a putter at the moment and you love it mm-hmm. and you want to get it shorter we'll just put lead tape on the bottom of the putter all the pros do it every pro puts well, lead tape on the bottom lead tape on the lead bottom. tape yeah it's like you know it's like plumber's tape yeah. but it's made of lead Zip, up she goes back there to go. back to normal i like it so that's important get your putter fitted to the right length
2: good tips marco mm. three today I like it.
0: Three decent ones today.
2: All for Club Mandalay Golf Course, clubmandalay.com.au. If you're in Melbourne or you're coming to Melbourne on a holiday, it is a great track to go and You better play.
0: start listening too. I want you down to six or seven soon. Yeah, I've
2: got to play a bit more in the winter, Mark. Okay. Yeah, well, well golf's,
0: golf's a good winter game in this country. I like it. In this country, Especially golf when, is a great uh, winter get game.
2: get the uh, preferred live rules and yeah. local tracks, which is good. We've spoken winter about rules. that before.
0: Yeah. yeah, like Caddyshack, just kicking the ball out of the rough. That's it. Winter rules, winter rules.
2: Just sit my ball up in the rough and uh, all just... that sort
0: <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. But don't play if it's raining either. No, don't ruin your you, day. You
2: reckon I'm going to be doing that? Don't ruin
0: your day. If it's cold yeah. and wet, don't play.
2: There's an app on your phone that tells you the weather. And if it's not sunny, yeah. I'm not playing. No, just
0: call the pro shop and pull out. That's it. Play golf on nice days. <laughs> Give the course a rest on the bad days.
2: Good on you, buddy. That's so all we got time for, Marco. See it's you been next the week. Clubhouse. We'll uh, see you next week.